Hey there, I'm Grace. And I'm Amelia. And welcome to the Women Invest in Real Estate podcast, where we talk about getting started in real estate, scaling, and we give you the inside scoop about our day-to-days as full-time investors. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Wire podcast. Today, we're going to do another MTR episode, and we're going to be talking about how we manage our midterm rental turnovers. I've actually just gone through a couple turnovers myself, so this is really fresh on my brain. So I'm excited to share the steps that we take to manage these turnovers. And one thing I want to add is this might seem like not that interesting, but you can lose a lot of money on turnovers. There's a lot of things to coordinate and forget and ways to lose money. So if you have a spick and span process, which I don't, but I'm working on it and I've come a long ways, it's going to make a huge difference. Yeah, I haven't been buying that much lately, but I've really been trying to work on some of my processes and Mm -hmm. just get things together. And so I'm working on turnovers right now. So I'm excited to share what we've learned and what we've put together. Yeah. So Amelia, let's get into it. How do you know that you have a turnover? So I learned this one from you, Grace, because you're using Hospitable, which is a messaging system that can integrate with short-term rentals through Airbnb, VRBO, etc. But you can also use it to manage your midterm rentals in your midterm rental calendar and reminders to yourself. So basically, you put each of your stays into Hospitable as a manual entry, and then you set up automatic messages to yourself that are reminders when things are coming up, such as a turn. Turnover. So probably I would say I have mindset to a week or 10 days before a turnover. When do you have your message sent to go out? I think I have seven days before my cleaner, me and my property manager get a one line email that says, hey, there's an upcoming checkout. And then at the bottom of that, I will say if it's a same day turnover, I have in big, bold letters, FYI, this is a same day turnover. And that's mostly for my cleaner. I get emails and it's like one line. And for my 11 unit, there's obviously, and Grace's eight unit, there's multiple units. So it'll say the unit number, it'll say the date. And from there, Grace, it sends to her property manager and her property manager sends a reminder with checkout instructions to the tenant. And Mm -hmm. my checkout instructions, they're pretty basic. I'm not asking them to do anything crazy. I should have pulled mine up before this, but just off the top of my head, I think my move out instructions say, clean everything out of the kitchen, cupboards and fridge take your garbage out to the trash, send me your forwarding address so I can return your deposit to you and lock the door when you leave. And Mm. then with linens, I just say, leave the bed unmade and put all used towels in the bathtub. That's all they do. And then my cleaner comes in and does the rest. So it's super basic. I send that out about, I think a week before they check out just so that they have some time to like know what they need to do. Yeah. Okay. And I'll read mine because I pulled mine up. And just a reminder, I don't do this anymore. I don't do my turnovers. I have my internal PM who does it, but here's what she says. And this is a copy and paste every time. She's not trying to think of what to say and remember every time. Says, good morning. Your move out day is right around the corner. Below are our checkout instructions. Checkout is by 11 a.m. Remove all your groceries, close and lock windows, pick up any pet droppings outside, set furnace to 60 degrees in the winter and AC to 70 in the summer. If you have keys, leave them on the kitchen table, turn off all the lights, file your change of address with the USPS. We will not forward any mail or packages received after your lease is over. Here's the website. And then it says you will receive your security deposit within 30 days. It will be refunded to the original form of payment. Love it. Bing. 
Yeah. Super to the (laughs) point. We're not asking them to do anything crazy. Our cleaner is going to come in and clean after them. Rarely have I ever had someone leave the unit dirty like at all. So yeah, that's really all they need. And then yeah, our, our cleaners get the alerts and And that's it. So that's how we know that a turnover is happening. Want to find an easier way to manage guest communication? Try Hospitable, the highest rated software in the industry. Hospitable takes the hassle out of medium and short-term rental management. Automate 90% of messages to guests, schedule team notifications so you never miss a clean, and avoid double bookings with a synchronized calendar across booking channels. Try Hospitable with a 14-day free trial and 25% off for three months by heading to hospitable.com forward slash wire or by checking out the link in the show notes. And I want to make a point. I just added the forward your address maybe a few months ago because, oh my God, when you start to have lots of tenants, Amelia, like do your mailboxes just get shoved full of junk mail and it's so annoying and nobody ever throws it away. Yeah, I don't know because I'm not checking the mailboxes that often, but every now and then when I have a turnover, I'll go to the mailbox and I'll just throw away whatever's in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, I don't even look at it because it's not my responsibility for you to forward your mail. Yeah, I used to go through and if it looked important, I'd set it aside and send them a picture of like the exterior of the envelope and ask if they wanted it. And now I'm like, dude, it's on your own. There are too many people. If you reach out and ask about something, sure, I'll go. I'll have my PM go look for it. But I think adding that change of address is a big one. This is actually a good point because I know a lot of MTR hosts that won't allow their tenants to receive mail at the property. They'll make them get a P.O. box, but you can still receive packages there. Like, you know, if you order from Amazon, they'll still let you receive packages. But like your mail needs to go to a P.O. box because of issues like this. People don't forward their mail or the forwarding runs out after a certain period of time. But that's just a personal decision. We don't do that, obviously, but some people do. So, And the other thing I want to point out about hospitable before we move on is there is a really great calendar feature that's super visual that you can pull up and it is like a grid on the calendar that shows you visually when your move outs are, which that should be a minimum. You should have a calendar like that. And then the second step, like, like you and I were just saying, is have the auto emails because there should be absolutely nothing in your business that you should rely on to remember. I did Mm -hmm. that at first. I would just remember or write it down somewhere. Like, no, you need to have two, three ways to remind you that something is happening because God forbid, but what if you just straight up forgot that somebody was moving in and you had to give them the keys and like you didn't have your phone for the day? That would be crazy. You need to have systems and processes. Absolutely nothing should live just in your brain. It should all be written down and everything should be in the form of checks and balances. Which, quite frankly, especially with midterm rentals, you should not be remembering things because there's so many moving parts. In addition to, you're getting tenants from multiple different locations. You're getting them from Furnish Finder, Airbnb, word of mouth, Facebook groups. So you Mm -hmm. need a centralized location that you can stay organized. And that's why we use Hospitable for that. One more point. Also, you and I are talking about people who book directly with us with the Mm -hmm. auto emails. If they Mm -hmm. book on Airbnb, yes, you have your Airbnb messages set up so that it tells them and they are already understand our direct booking platforms like Tenant Cloud, Avail, Buildium, they don't have auto messages. So that's why we get the emails. to. So we go and tell them. And then it also tells our cleaners. So now we can move on to actual day of move out. What the heck happens? 
So first things first, your cleaner should be instructed to be doing a deep clean versus just an like an Airbnb short-term rental turnover clean. So a couple ways that a deep clean is different, every single surface needs to be touched, basically. Baseboards need to be wiped down. Yep, baseboards is a big one. Everything needs to be dusted from ceiling to floor. What else, Grace? Light bulbs need to be changed. I think it's every surface. But here's a great example. Like we should have a list and I don't. This is something I need that 100% lays out with my cleaner. What is included in a deep clean and what is a turnover? I kind of know in my head, but I should have that written out so that if something ever happens where I'm like, hey, I feel like you didn't do these things on a deep clean, I can point that out and show her. But I agree that it's pretty much just every surface gets touched where turnover is more of a quick wipe down. Also, furniture needs to be moved and cleaned behind. Under. Yeah. And like my deep cleans involve moving everything and cleaning behind it, like cleaning behind the bed. And I think she might even move the fridge and like clean under the fridge. And my rule of thumb, this is something that's written down. It's seven days. If it's longer than seven days, it's a deep clean. So if I have like a random Airbnb three-day booking, I won't do a deep clean. I will also put in my auto email if there's pets. So my cleaner is aware that if there's a ton of pet hair and pet damage, then yeah, obviously it needs to be a deep clean, even mm-hmm. if it was only two or three days. But that's a distinction. My my line is seven days. Another thing just important to note is to tell your cleaner is that the inside of cabinets and cabinet drawers need to be cleaned and under the sink. Like those need to be vacuumed out and wiped down. You need to remove the silverware and do that. That's like a deep clean, not just a turnover. It should basically look like no one has lived in that unit prior to that person moving in. And these Mm -hmm. are all things that Grace and I have learned and been honing in on for two years now since we started. So. Yeah, and honestly, cleaning becomes such a, I don't want to say messy, but like such a big part of your business once you have so many rentals. Like I'm at the point where I'm about to hire a part-time cleaner that's on my payroll because I pay so much money for cleanings between 13 midterm rentals. It doesn't make sense to hire somebody externally. So here's some extra things you need to think of when you're hiring a cleaning person for your MTR, especially if you're either not in the same city and you can't physically go to the property or you don't have a handyman or you just simply don't want to deal with the turnover process. Here's a couple extra things you need to ask your cleaner to do. One, like I said earlier, replace burnt out light bulbs and replace smoke detector batteries. These are huge. These are things that most cleaners wouldn't necessarily include in their services. So that's something you need to think about. And write Um, it down somewhere. Are there soiled linens and towels that need replaced? If so, how are they going to be communicating that to you? Do you have a service like Walmart delivery or Target delivery or Amazon that you can ship those new items to you? Are they going to buy them and then you're going to reimburse them? You need to talk through things like that. And then also restocking. So the basics that Grace and I restock in all of our properties are we start them out with a couple rolls of toilet paper, a couple rolls of paper towels soap in the kitchen and bathroom. And then one thing that I do that Grace doesn't do, although I think she might now, is replacing the plastic shower curtain liner between Uh, each tenant. It's literally $2. It makes it look so much more clean and those get gunky and nasty. So those are the things that you need to be restocking. And how are you going to get that to your cleaner? Are you going to buy in bulk and they're just going to have that somewhere on the property? What's that going to look like? 
Do you have for your eight unit like a restock hubby or center or something? I don't, but I think I am going to put one together. I was just thinking about that this morning, especially because I have three turnovers coming up while we're going to be in Alaska here in a couple weeks or in a week. And so my cleaner is going to have to do all that restocking. So I'm like, this is going to be a good time for me to put together some sort of a restocking cubby. And she's going to be doing laundry, which usually I do the laundry. So... (gasps) It's going to be do the laundry. Well, yeah. And honestly, I kind of like it because it gives me a chance to look over the property and like make sure everything was done and do some of these little things because I am in the area and I I don't mind doing it. I like to have an eye on my property, Mm -hmm. honestly. Yeah. So she's going to be doing that. So I'd love to be a little bit more hands off with her. So we'll see. This is a test run. I have a basement in one of my fourplexes that has a restock area. And I just got like five of everything. And then I tell her when something gets down to two, let me know and I'll order more. And then if anything gets damaged, I just Amazon it and I let the tenant know like, oh, if they have a few like towels, they'll be restocked, you know, silverware, spices, whatever cleaning supplies. But if there's something else that's damaged that it's going to take a couple days, I'll make sure I'm very crystal clear with the tenant. I'm so sorry. You're getting a new one. It's going to be here in a day. Blah, 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 blah. I just try to over communicate. That brings up but a good every- point, though. Like, if your cleaner should be looking for broken items. Yeah, and your cleaner is so much different than a residential cleaner. A residential cleaner that just cleans your house, it's not their job to tell you when a light bulb is out and when your sheets are dirty. There is, it's like a two-part job when it comes to midterm rentals. It's the cleaning and it's also like the damage and deposit monitoring. And so you have to have a system that tells them, what do you need to tell me about? How do you tell me? And then do you take pictures? Do you take videos? What happens? Because like you were talking about light bulbs earlier. I remember I walked into a midterm rental and three of like the seven light bulbs were burnt out and I was like are you for real but if that's not written down anywhere and I can't point back to a system or a process that says to change them I can only blame myself absolutely that's why it's so important to start documenting these processes and procedures as soon as you buy a property and as soon as you do something for the first time yeah Another thing that I want to is like a pro tip for midterm rental turnovers, I would say, is use that time after the property has been cleaned by your cleaner to spray for pests. You Mm. can do pest control yourself. It's going to save you a lot of money. I mean, not a lot of money, but if you're balling on a budget, it's going to save you some money. So spray all the windows, all the doors around the baseboards. I use Ortho Home Defense. It's safe for humans and pets. And it saves me a decent amount of money because I have, you know, decent amount of units at this point. So I make sure I've added that to my processes. That's so smart. I've never thought about that. That's a great idea. And actually, just within the last couple of weeks, I've realized I'm going to start doing pest control in-house because I pay 85 bucks for somebody to go out and spray. Well, the spray probably cost, what, 30 bucks, and it lasts for two years. Right. And so if somebody on my team can do it, it might cost them $10 to go do it. That's such a smart way to integrate it and like stack it with something else with your cleaning. So again, if you're going to go down that route, like you said, where you're going to do the pest control, just make sure there's a very clear process. What exactly needs sprayed? What do you use? When do you do it? How do you do it? And I think a lot of short-term rental people are way better at having like a checklist for their cleaner and a very specific outline or maybe the cleaner has a checklist on their phone or a piece of paper and they have to mark it all off and then send a picture to the owner to verify that everything was done. But another thing you have to remember too is there's furniture. 
So are they checking that there's not only one fork left or that the bed is in the spot it's supposed to be? I've had tenants move furniture and then I come back six months later and it's been three tenants and no one's ever moved it back. (laughs) And I'm like, oh. Or all the hangers are gone. That's really common. So I think a good thing to do is once you set up your property and you have your professional photos done, take photos of the inside of the cupboards and what's in the cabinets and what's in the bathroom vanity so that your cleaner can refer to that and refer to the setup of the property and do the same thing every time. Yeah. Save time managing your rental with Hospitable. Hospitable takes the hassle out of medium and short-term rental management. Automate your most repetitive tasks and get more five-star reviews with prompt automated replies to guests. Hospitable starts from just $40 per month. Get 25% off for three months by signing up today at hospitable.com wire. That's hospitable.com forward slash W-I-I-R-E. Okay, so let's move on to what happens after the tenant has moved out, your cleaner has come, what's left to really complete a move out? So this is where you're going to have to offboard your tenant from whatever system you have. So for us, it's tenant cloud. And again, I think seven days after the move out, I get another hospitable auto reminder that says, hey, Sherry moved out of the property. Did you do this? Return her deposit and her lease offboard her from tenant cloud. And it gives me a checklist. And that's, again, another last line of defense that tells my property manager, hey, they moved out. You need to make sure all these things are done. Yeah, that's huge. And then if there are damages done that you need to charge the tenant back for, because things do get broken. I mean, think about this. They're staying there for three months. It's not like an Airbnb guest who's going to be there for two nights. The chances of things getting broken are slightly higher. It's not the end of the world. So if things are damaged and need replaced, it's really important to document how much you spend in the form of a picture of your receipt, send them an itemized list of what deductions you're making along with the return of whatever's left over of their deposit. But make sure you're documenting everything as good as you can. I mean, that's really it. But that really concludes a turnover, I guess. So what yeah, are- I, th- I think some questions to just ask yourself are like, where can I eliminate gut decisions or emotional decisions? How do you tell if something is clean to your satisfaction? You know, that's a very subjective. Somebody's clean is different than your clean. So what's written down? What's the process? How can you mitigate unexpected damages on a tight turnover? That's a really good one I'm trying to incorporate into my business, especially with long-term tenants who are there for maybe two, three years. What kind of walkthroughs can I do before the turnover time so I don't leave myself three days and realize it's, you know, a gut project, which that's never happened to me, but it could. But how do you mitigate that? How do you set yourself up for success so that you're not scrambling at turnover time and basically get your systems and processes in order? Yeah. Which we're both working on. Yeah. We don't have it perfect. No, but I think we're getting better and better at it. And I felt really good after my last two turnovers, like I'm starting to get the process down better because I'm actually spending time Mm -hmm. doing it. So yeah. yeah, And I have a bad story of how a bad move in process for a tenant can lead to just like extreme unsatisfaction, not even extreme unsatisfaction, but last year, On the 4th of July, I had like three move-ins and honestly, I was not prepared. And I didn't tell my tenants ahead of time, one tenant ahead of time, what time to check in. And she got there and the cleaner was still cleaning. They only had like 10 minutes left. So it really was not a big deal. But that just set the stage for them to be really upset with me the whole way through. 
and they complained about absolutely everything. They were terrible to me. They left me terrible reviews. I ended up telling them that I was ending their lease and that they needed to leave. They had a lot of issues. I almost had to get my attorney involved because they harassed me on social media afterwards. However, I had to really have some hard conversations with myself of, yeah, they were crazy, but here's everything that I didn't do right that I should have done better. And that's when I think that's when I started hospitable. Literally like two days later, I got all my stuff on hospitable, set up all the auto emails, and I've had really great turnover since then. So it's been over a year. But I think you just always need to remind yourself that you need to take extreme accountability and anything that goes wrong in your business. You need to think, what could I have done differently to prevent that? Not what did these other people do that I'm mad or upset with? Absolutely. I remember when that happened, obviously. And yeah, you're right. Like right after that, I think you really got your processes in place and you took accountability and it's not your cleaner's job to some of the things were cleaning issues. It's not their job to know exactly what you want cleaned. You need to detail everything out Mm -hmm. for them so that they They can do a good job. Right. Yeah. And I just remember they were so terrible to me. I was like, I have to turn this into something good. What can I learn from it? And I remember, Amelia, I couldn't even talk about them for like two months because I would get so upset. I was like, I don't even want to talk about it. And still I'm like, oh, they make me so mad. But it's all good. I learned. I lived. Yeah. So anyways, if you are currently managing midterm rentals and you're not utilizing hospitable, it's definitely something that you should look into. We'll have a link in the show notes. But other than that, we will catch you in the next episode. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you loved today's episode, please leave us a five-star review wherever you listen to your podcasts. And don't forget to check us out and join our community at womeninvestinrealestate.com and follow us on Instagram at wirewithtwoeyes.community.